0: that's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
0: 18
2: plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports.
3: We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony.
2: I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator.
3: And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show.
2: Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our
3: F1 102, if you will.
2: And get all of the answers.
3: All of them? listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or
2: wherever you get your podcasts
4: I'm Davis Miller host of the new podcast The Tao of Muhammad Ali I met Ali in 1988 and surprisingly we became friends his influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
1: I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to games with names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Oh, that is us. Good evening, everyone. Torres, try to keep up as we're coming to you live from Excuse the Farmers you. Insurance, Fox Sports, Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you can save big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you could do with your phone in just a few minutes. Call 1-888-FARMERS and start saving today.
4: We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
5: Aaron Torres, Arnie Spaniard, getting through a... Busy Monday. Hope everybody enjoyed their day off. If you did have the day off out there. I hope you are Ready to roll, Torres? Ready to get the second half in there or what? Are you going to be better this hour?
0: Wow. You're, pretty, I, mean, I
5: was great. What are you talking about? You're just saying stuff that doesn't even make sense the last What did hours. I say now? What did I say? No, you guys can't keep up is the problem. You're, we can't keep you, up with you. You guys, you can't think outside the box. You have to have that little inside the box. Don't give me anything else. And, and I, 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 you know, you,
0: you have no- For people who are new to the show that are yeah. just driving around in their car- Go back and listen to the podcast. Hour one, Arnie first tried to claim that injuries are up in basketball because guys aren't playing enough, and then he complained about players actually sitting out, so that made no sense. And then in hour two, we were talking about Dak Prescott, and he claimed that Dak Prescott should get the same contract now that he was offered a year ago when he was fully healthy. Just complete nonsense.
5: I will bet you that the Cowboys signed him uh, to a contract that's at least $35 million a year? Would you like him to make a bet? I mean, he, I, it depends on the context. I mean, are we talking this the offseason?
0: What the hell does that mean? It, it, it means everything. Are we talking about this offseason, next offseason? Does he play a game first? Is it for three years? Is what it difference for does it make? It make it, what what do you does mean it make? You what it You don't want him. You don't want him. What? different. what are you talking about? Can we have a real conversation that actually makes sense? It makes a ton of difference if he signs it this offseason without playing a game on his bad ankle as opposed to he comes back and balls out this year. That makes a huge difference. The, it makes a difference if uh if it's a one
5: year contract versus a seven year no, contract. Who's gonna sign a one year contract? Stop it. They're not gonna offer him a one year deal. They could just give him the tender. What's wrong with you? That That's doesn't my even make point. sense. You don't have a point. My point is you're Con- your your ideas are gibberish.
0: So yes, you want to make that bet? I need some context. I need some further explanation. It's like saying, uh, LeBron James is going to win. What do I got to put a time frame on when they're going to give him the contract too? How the hell would I know when they're going to do that? That's like asking me today, uh, Will the promise me that the Lakers will win a championship. Well, is AD healthy? I mean, if, I, if AD's not healthy, I can't make you that promise. I
5: need context. No, you could still say I still think the Lakers will win a championship in the next five years, though. Sure. You can still say something like that. And so I, you don't so you're so as it is right now, you don't think um he's getting a contract at all. He, they're just gonna give him the one year tender and they won't agree on anything, is what you're saying then. Let me ask you a question. You oh, seem to be, best fr- he, he
0: to be best friends with Jerry Jones. Do you yeah. do you think Jerry Jones is going to give him a long term extension off of a severe injury that needed a second surgery recently? Yes, I do. That's a bet. Let's make a bet. What
5: do you yes, want? Yes, I do. I th- I think he, if they could, if he comes down on the price a little oh, bit. Oh no no no!
0: You don't come down on the price. That was the whole argument. You
5: 35, said thirty five thirty five million
0: a year is fair enough. No, you said come down on the price. That's that's the price that was offered. That's what I. Would- million, no, that that's that's what he has to accept. Thirty five million dollars a year. That is what. This is my whole argument. Is that the price is going to come down?
5: This is what yeah, we argued about for he, an but, hour. But he's but he's but he's not going to take that though. I'm I'm here to tell you that. And that maybe for right or for wrong, that doesn't make a difference, though. Aaron, he's not going to accept that. Now, if he's getting bad advice, so be it. I would have taken the the contract the first time around. To, what, what's two and a half million dollars when you're quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? You make that up. That's chump change. You know what I mean? But some reason, he, I feel like his ego got the better part of him. Because he was, wasn't was taken in the first round because of the problems he had right before the draft. So he feels like he wants to make up for that money. I don't understand. Kind of like the advice that Le'Veon Bell got. He never made up for that money either. This is what I, I That part I agree with.
0: I think he's asking for too much. You're making the argument that he's going to get the same amount of money that he was offered off an injury. It just makes no sense.
5: Well, okay, we'll see if Jerry Jones does it. And you know what? If he does it, I don't say I agree with Jerry. But I bet you that's what they end up doing. I think they'll go ahead and give him the the, the same contract they offered him because they feel like they're getting a bargain. And maybe they fit. Now, I don't speak to his doctors. Maybe they say he's going to be just fine and he'll be back out there. And he may be. Maybe it's not that big of a deal because, look, Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. He is. Certainly got to give him that, don't you? Of course. But
0: context matters. Is he a good quarterback fully at 100%? Are you signing him to the long-term extension this offseason before he ever plays a game? All that stuff
5: does matter. Well, I got to assume he's going to be 100% if he's going to be back out there. So um, we'll see how it plays out with him. Aaron, no, no, underscores- I'm not talking about back out there. I'm talking about signing a contract. Well, he he's killed if he's back out there and they offer him a deal, then if he thinks it's enough, he'll sign it. He'll he'll be fine. They're not going to offer him a deal with a lot of stuff up in the air, whether he's questioning his health and stuff like that. You just
0: told me last hour that there's no way that he's going to be offered less money than he already has. You're literally just making stuff up as you go. No, I. What are you talking? What? What? What did I just make up now? Tell me what I just made up. You just said, "Well, no, they're not going to offer him a contract without seeing him first. That was the whole argument no. that I was making last hour, and you were make, you were making
5: the exact they, opposite they argument. C- they could give him a one. There's other options. They they could just give him the one year option there and pick him up like that. That, they could always do that that's also. There's many fine. different things. Yeah, and yeah.
0: I agree with that. But you were saying, no, they're going to give him the same contract that yes. he was
5: offered a year ago before the injury. Yes. But when he signs his new deal with the Cowboys, that's it will be- That's not what ex- you said. It's
0: not what you said. It's Okay. I mean, well, if that, well,
5: that, that's not what I said, this is what I'm saying. Whatever fu- deal he signs will be for the $35 million a year that they offered him the first time around. That didn't, that didn't come out that way? I appreciate you coming back down to
0: earth because you're finally making sense. Yes. Now no, you it, was, now it makes sense. No, what you, you were saying last hour was that they were going to offer him the same exact deal that was on the table a year ago pre injury without seeing him play. That's
5: what I just said. No, I you agree.
0: didn't. You said you you literally just said they're not going to offer him the contract until they see him play. They'll give him the one year tender. Get that's, the
5: Sager in here. Something there's something the wrong Sager, with you. Are you guys stiff and in there? What you, the hell's wrong with you? I think you must have.
0: You must have got lost wrong in your
5: snowdrift you. today. Oh, gee, I'm going to have to move on from Dak Prescott. You're just not keeping up today. I don't know what's going on with you keeping today. up today. You're, you're just not your keeping mind. up. You're out of your mind. That's why I'm the I'm the expert. All right, you want to get in Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. I don't know where you're getting out of that one. So let, let's move on to another person. What's the next domino to fall in the quarterback coaching or the quarterback uh, carousel? I think it's Carson Wentz. And that's going to be to who?
0: I'm going to say Indy. Because, uh, I mean, Indy's not really a player in the Houston Texans thing. They're not getting Deshaun Watson in division. And at some point, we talked about it last hour, is a first-round draft pick that important? You're drafting what? In the late teens, early 20s? What are you going to get? A, a defensive end? You can't get a defensive end in the second round? Like, to me, if you think Carson Wentz is the guy, and it's clear that they're, they have some interest, at some point the Eagles are just going to say, give us a first-round pick, and they're going to say, okay, you win. Here's a first-round
5: pick. I like Carson Wentz. I don't think it's that easy, though. Uh, there's so many quarterbacks out there. I think you got to pick it up a little bit. I think we're going to see more trades um, sooner than later. I think there's a lot of teams that have to make moves. I think, like, the Patriots are going to have to make a move. And for those reasons, I think the Colts are going to say to themselves, hey, if we really want this guy, like you said, we got to overpay, give up the 1st rounder, so be it. Um, like, the Rams never have first-rounders. I'm just wondering if the Bears come in at the last minute and, and try to swoop in and and get him. And my goodness, they need a quarterback. I'm just not sure Wentz is the best fit for the Bears, like he is for the Colts. I, I would like to see a few other quarterbacks for the Bears, but I'm not saying he's a bad fit for him. I like Carson Wentz. I want to see him succeed and get revenge on a lot of
0: people out there. So what do you think is next for the Patriots? We talk a lot about them, and I we haven't like gotten to Not you and I, but just in general. We haven't gotten to a place where like, we actually figure out what their plan is. What do you think their actual plan is or who they end up with?
5: I think they're going to do two things, uh, and it's kind of rolled in the one. I think they're going to get a veteran quarterback, but one that doesn't cost a boatload of money, like a Fitzpatrick, maybe a Marcus Mariota. I don't know what kind of contract that's going to get. Um, and have them for the next maybe two years, three years as quarterback. I don't know if you're going to have Fitzpatrick that long, uh, but maybe a Marcus Mariota. And then what you do is you get yourself a rookie quarterback and kind of groom them. I, I would do that if I'm the Patriots, but I'm still hearing the Jimmy G rumors, and it just won't go away. Matter of fact, there was a story today um, about Belichick talking about, uh, and I forgot the white, oh, uh, Brandon Cooks. Remember when the Patriots got him? Yep. That, that was never for Tom Brady. That the reason they made that move, this came out today actually, was that they were getting him for Jimmy Garoppolo. And that Jimmy G was going to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady. And that Belichick, you know, always um, kind of resented that they had to get rid of Jimmy G. And they got rid of him for a second-round pick, which is which is disgusting. I really believe that Belichick would love to have Garoppolo
0: back. I think it's interesting. And I think the the counter to that is that Deshaun Watson to the, the 49ers actually makes sense. And it actually makes sense for them. And obviously, you get rid of Jimmy G and you make room for, or for Deshaun Watson. And I also think it makes sense for the, the 49ers to give up a boatload of whatever to get to Sean Watson. You have the defense. The defense is good to go. You have the skill position, guys. Kyle Shanahan can turn nobody's into somebody's. Mostert, uh, uh the the rookie, I don't know, I can't even say his name, Ayuk or whatever his name is. Kyle and Shanahan. Iuke, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan can turn can, can figure that part out, but it none of it works without a quarterback, so that would make sense for me, whether it's trading Garoppolo first to clear room to get Watson or vice versa to get Watson and then move Garoppolo.
5: Where did it go wrong for Jimmy G? You're one pass away from completing it and yes. winning a Super Bowl, and now um, we don't want anything to do with you, and we want to get rid of you, and I don't hear a lot of teams clamoring to get him, except for the New England Patriots. What, what one bad pass and you wait. We go to the Super Bowl with you, so we'll just get somebody else to take us there. What's going on here with Jimmy Garoppolo?
0: See, and this has always been my argument for Jimmy G is I, I don't think he's the answer. He's I don't. Uh, it goes without saying he's not a top ten, top fifteen quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be, though. Like you said, he's one overthrow pass away from being a Super Bowl champion, and. So, but at the same time, he has been injury prone. Um, you know, we all know that the reason the 49ers got to the Super Bowl was not because of him as opposed to say that the Bucks with Tom Brady, he was the main difference from the year before. Aaron Rodgers is the reason the Packers are in contention every year. That's not the case with Jimmy G. So, I think it's a number of different factors, but I am also with you in the sense that he is one overthrown pass away from being a Super Bowl champ, and I think he would get a lot less flack or a lot more flack, whatever it is. I don't think people would be on his you-know-what quite as much if that was the case.
5: Matt sends this in. I think he's an MIT grad, Matt. Hmm. says, I really disagree with you, Aaron, and I don't think I've ever agreed with Arnie, but he's right. Dak will get close to $40 million a year. The second surgery is a non-factor. He will be just fine. He's the franchise quarterback. He will get paid. Um, again, I'm, I don't think he'll get that much, but if he does, I'm going to disagree with what the Cowboys did, but he's going to get paid, Aaron. That, I think that's maybe where you didn't understand me. He's going to get the money. I don't think he should. I, I think $35 million is more than enough. And I don't even know if I'd give him that much, but he's going to get paid and and everybody's going to say how crazy Context that is for the Context matters. Is it going to be
0: before this season or not? That was my only argument. Your argument... He may the- get it before this season. He is not getting a three to five year extension at $35 million before this season. Now, to your point, he can make 35 or 40 on the franchise tag. Yes, he
5: can, right? Yeah.
0: But the argument you were making last hour that is giving me gray hair and is ready for – you know, we got Chris Plank next segment. I might just let him take over the rest of the show if we keep going down this path. Your argument was that he, they were going to offer him the same contract that was on the table because you can't offer him less. And my only argument was, I don't believe that will happen until he proves that he was the player that he was pre-surgery. Now, I, I, to your point, yeah. if he comes out and he balls out, he will be worthy of that contract. And I hope he does. So what,
5: what are you going to say when not only before the season they give him an extension, They boost up the money, too. Then you're going to go ballistic then, right? Then I hope to hear you screaming off the rooftops about what a lousy deal it was before the start of the season then, okay? I'm assuming you're going to say that, right?
0: If he signs a three or five year extension at thirty five plus million, yes, I
5: will. He's going to sign for more than that. You watch and see. You watch, and I'm not saying I agree with it. You know what? But I, you watch and instead see. instead of okay?
0: watch and see, I need to listen because your your stance on this has changed
5: every thirty <laughs> seconds you, since I, we started don't no, no, know. You show. just can't keep up. Matt Matt, who's an MIT grad, was able to keep up. Coming up next, though, we'll talk to Chris Plank. We'll see if he can keep up. My partner on Sundays get a little bit into the Daytona 500. We were watching that uh, last. That is we were doing the show. We'll ask him about some NFL stuff also and about his L.A. Lakers. So we'll get like a mishmash of stuff. That's all coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation.
1: Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
4: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for
2: details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports.
3: Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. A driver, and then.
2: Well, we sent you on your jolly way.
3: Yeah. Psh.
2: I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator.
3: I'm Michael Costa, comedian, daily show correspondent.
2: And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little.
3: dazed and confused.
2: Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports.
3: Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But You also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod?
2: Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts.
1: Or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time.
4: In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to the Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast All
5: right, welcome back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios call 188 Farmers the Switch, and you can save a bundle. On your auto insurance, we'll try to find a plank. I think he's uh, afraid to come on with Torres, so he's like, to hell with it. You know, it's actually really funny. Yeah.
0: He was hosting on SiriusXM today, and I actually was a guest on his show. And we kind of made fun of you for a second there too. It was. You nice. want to
5: know something funny? One of my local guys sent me a text that said that they were talking about me on on another network. There you go. And I, and I didn't believe him. I'm like, okay, that's not true. That's not what happened there. So
0: yes, we were. We did a very nice segment about college basketball because I am the guru. And uh, right as I was signing off, Chris Plank said something to the effect of to his co-host, you know, Aaron and I, we we have very kindred spirits because we both host on Fox Sports Radio on the weekends. Aaron on Saturday, me on Sunday. And we work with this crazy old man. And I'm not gonna lie, he one, he was correct, but two I was so tired in the middle of the day. I had no witty, clever comeback, and I'm so mad because I just wanted to pile on about what a what a what a quirky guy you were, and nothing came to my head at that moment. Yeah,
5: you got you got you. One, you guys are not witty. You don't think on your feet. You're not as quick as I am. Um, two, what did I give you grief about? Was it over the Trevor Lawrence takeout there? I I feel like I'm the only person that feels. Um, hey, uh, six months uh, rehab after surgery, and it's no big deal. No big deal, nothing to see here. He'll be good to go halfway through August. So he can't do any physical activities until halfway through August, but he's going to be ready for game one three weeks later. To be clear,
0: that was one that I actually agreed with you on. Now, I don't think that's going to keep him from being the number one overall pick. But I think Urban Meyer better have a pretty good backup plan, and I also think, by the way, it's justification where if you can get Deshaun Watson for that number one pick, I would, I don't even, I wouldn't even hesitate. Now I don't know if you can, but uh, I'm, I'm with you that this should be
5: a bigger deal than it is. I actually don't disagree with you at all. See, I didn't say he wasn't going to be the number one pick. I just said that maybe Urban Meyer wants to take a hard pass on him and trade him, and then let somebody else take him with the with the number one pick. You know what I mean? That that's what I said because of because Urban Meyer may say, look, man, this guy's not going to be up to speed for year one. Um, And he had a bad surgery. I sure I like him in year two. But if I gave you the over under on how many years you think Urban Meyer is going to be head coach at Jacksonville, what would you have said? I think if you gave me an over under. Five, right and a half, five and a half feels I right. I was going to say three and a half. So if you're losing, it's not going to be over three and a half. I I promise you that. If you're winning, it, it probably goes over. I don't know if he wants to wait a whole year for somebody like Trevor Lawrence. Now, he probably doesn't. Trevor Lawrence is a once-in-a-lifetime quarterback. I, I just think of the world of the kid. And I can't wait till he comes back. But, you know, six months, he's having the surgery tomorrow. Six months on a non-throwing shoulder. Look, I'm not a doctor. Dr. Chow says, hey, it just takes time to heal. That seems like a long time for crying out. That's like almost ACL stuff when you're talking about six months, you know? Yeah, I think it's kind of crazy, and, and I'm
0: still a little confused as to why. Like, I've seen the time frames, and they don't want him throwing at all uh for however long, but pretty deep into the recovery. And and my whole thing is, yeah, maybe you don't want him out there running around with a cast on his shoulder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but why can't he sit in a chair and just, you know, build up that arm strength in the right throwing shoulder? I'm with you. I think it's kind of a bigger deal that nobody's talking about.
5: Yeah. Six months. Six months. Anybody who's out of any game for six months, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, there's got to be a concern. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially at the quarterback, too. Um, especially the first time that kid that kid gets taken down because he's going to be on a terrible team. And somebody blitzes up the middle and just jams that shoulder uh, into the ground with all their weight. How's that going to feel now, huh? No,
0: it, it's totally fair. It's totally fair, and I think it's really interesting in terms of just what—not what happens. Like you said, he's going to be the number one pick, but is he ready to go week one? Do you need a Do you need a Ryan Fitzpatrick in your organization to, um, you know, to to bridge the gap? Like, like, what is the plan? Because there's got to be a plan. But I, I think the plan probably six weeks ago was you draft Trevor Lawrence, and you know you're going to be good to go. Now, I think you gotta have a backup plan and and figure out life what life could look like with him not starting in week one
5: out of all the quarterbacks not likely to get traded, um who's gonna pull the trigger? like is Big Ben gonna come back to Pittsburgh? Russell Wilson's definitely coming back to Seattle, right? That was just a whole bunch of nothing, or is there something to that? Is there? you know, okay, let's get rid of him, get three or four first-round picks, let's take something that we can't refuse, or that's just crazy talk right now. I'll I'll go with you on crazy talk on that. What, what was this? I'm sorry. At Russell Wilson. You, you think yeah. that... End up, he ends up getting traded, or no? That's
0: just a whole bunch of smoke out there. That one feels like crazy talk to me. And that one, uh, look, there's a difference between Deshaun Watson demanding a trade and Russell right. Wilson saying, "Hey, man, I just want some reinforcements. I want some help." Now, we had a great guest, Dave Softy Maller from uh, uh, Seattle, on with us Friday. People can go back and listen to the podcast, and he brought up the point, a, a lot of good points about you know what it means for the locker room and for your teammates and all that stuff, but. Russell Wilson hasn't demanded a trade. And and the thing, too, is with Russell Wilson, you can complain about the O-line. There aren't many better situations that you can go to than what's going on in Seattle. Right, It's one thing Deshaun Watson, you're coming off a 4-12 season. It's another thing 10-6, and six, you need a few tweaks here and there, but there's still a lot of talent in that Seattle locker room.
5: By the way, uh, and Seattle, won the division, They, uh, th- I saw a stat, I don't know if it's exactly right, that 24-26% of the sacks is Russell Wilson's fault. I don't know how you. Yeah, really... Softy said that from PFF, Pro Football yeah, Focus. I, you know, it's so hard to really tell. But uh, let's just say that that's somewhat close. Well, then you got to put it on yourself, right? That that's just you holding the ball too long, and you could make it a lot easier on yourself. He's just probably looking at the number. I've been sacked a hundred more times since I've been in the league uh, than any other team or quarterback out there, and that's what he's probably looking at, Aaron absolutely
0: and sometimes you do have to look in the mirror and when i when i look at the situation with seattle i've been saying this for weeks is that well months obviously at this point i think that let russ cook thing I think it messed up everything. I think there was a reason that Pete Carroll liked handing the ball off 30 times a game, and it was for a more balanced offense. It was to take the pressure off of Russell Wilson. And, yeah, he put up incredible numbers the first four, five, six weeks of the season, but when he started taking too many hits, the the offense started becoming predictable. You eliminate the run game. And all of a sudden, they struggled down the back half of the stretch, back half of the season. And so to me, I I do think you have to find more of a balance. And yes, the O-line can be improved. I'm not saying Russell Wilson isn't elite. I'm not saying every team in the league wouldn't be fortunate to have him. But I also think the counter can be true, like you said, is that some of this is, in fact, on him.
5: Did you happen to catch any of the Daytona 500? By the way, I was on the air last night with Plank when that thing was ending. It was pretty late at night, so I don't don't know if you were watching that at, at night or what. I saw the highlights of the final lap, but I did not I, well, well I just want to say this. Maybe the motorheads could tell me if I'm wrong on this. I, I thought McDowell, who won it, um and and I know Kozlowski got really upset. I think Kozlowski should have been getting up, upset at McDowell because it was McDowell who bumped him from the rear who put him in the Joey Logano. Those two spun out. They're teammates. That gave McDowell the win. Totally thought it was McDowell who gave him a pretty big bump. Good for him. That's what it's all about, a little bumping and and grinding there at the end. But I don't know why Kozlowski was so mad at uh, Joey Logano. Plank and I were arguing about this, saying he was boxing him in. I I disagree because he could have gone low and tried to pass him on the inside. Remember, McDowell only had a lead for half a lap the entire race, and it was at the end of the race there, so...
0: Yeah, I, not having seen it live, it's hard for me to really, you know, uh, commentate on it. What, what was the reaction when you guys were doing it live? Well, he, he,
5: it was great. I mean, unbelievable. Um, because you thought that Logano was going to hold on to win, and they had the, the 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 crash. And especially that made it more remarkable is that they were teammates which I, I hate when that happens. I'm like, hey, there's no teammate of mine uh, when you're in the final couple laps. It's every guy for himself, you know what I mean? And and you got to go and try to win him.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio
4: app. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: F1's newest fan is still a little
3: dazed and confused.
2: Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports.
3: Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod?
2: Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
1: or wherever you get your podcast, you find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time.
4: In each of these stories, we share lessons—lessons lessons that have meant a great deal to me, and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to the Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
5: You're welcome back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call one eight 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 Farmers, and you can save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. Uh, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier, sitting in for the guys Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. Um, tough subject here, but since the Sager brought it up, great news, great news about Ariel, um, the little five-year-old girl. So she's awake. Um, hopefully she's uh, on the way to a speedy recovery and that she's going to live a long and prosperous life. I, it's just amazing, um, that she's going to be okay. But now to look at it in, in sports, Aaron, what do we do now with Britt Reed? There's no way that guy should have a job, right? I mean, that's it. How did he have a job to begin with, really? You have to start questioning that, don't you? I don't think you have to question why he
0: had a job. Uh, I think you can certainly question what his future is, um, not only as a football coach, but as a citizen. I mean, you know, if he was driving under the influence, which is what he's accused of doing— um, you know, and he was over the legal limit, I would guess that he's probably looking at jail time. And... uh, I feel bad for a life that was ruined on one hand from his perspective, but I feel a lot worse for the parents and the young girl that are going through what they're going through right now. And so um, he knew what he was doing when he got behind the wheel. Uh, These are all, I believe, as of now, accusations. I don't know if anything is definitively true. And he'll have his time in court to kind of explain his side of the story, but I don't have very much sympathy for him if he did in fact get behind that wheel and, and it really altered an entire family's life.
5: I'm curious, why did you say um, you're not questioning of him being a coach? When I, I said mean, you have, he, to... you know, you you question yeah. why he was a coach in the first yes. place. Yes. What is there think... to question? Well, what, he's what... had legal troubles way before this. What? You understand that, right? He was sentenced to jail, eight to twenty three months back in two thousand seven. Um, he was involved in a road rage in oh seven. Um, he settled out of court for some in 2014. He was involved in a multi-vehicle crash, and uh, obviously now um, he's had a, a, a background. It, well, that's certainly fair. You didn't,
0: you didn't contextualize it like that. I thought you just meant because of this incident and proved no. that he didn't belong as a heck. I understand what you're saying. No, no I mean, I, I think it's totally fair. I mean, listen, I hate to say it. It is a clearly a situation of not what you know, but who you know. Right. right. Um, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's beyond unfortunate. But yeah, I think it goes without saying. If his name was Britt Johnson and right. he had no relation to Andy Reid, this guy would not be coaching in the NFL right now. I think that's perfectly fair.
5: Yeah. Um, NFL Films. We talked a little bit about this. They said they have the exchange um, between Tyron Matthews oh, and boy. and Tom Brady, but they're not going to release it. Uh, they're not going to release it. What do you think? Should they go ahead and, you know, go ahead and have everybody hear it? Or is it not anybody's business what is set in the heat of a game fighting for a Super Bowl, especially if something was said irresponsibly to go ahead and cost a a person their career? Let me jump in. Yeah.
0: Tyron Matthew tweeted and then took it down. Yes. Tom Brady apologized. Yes. So what exactly would be accomplished by putting it out? Like, like that's a like to me. That's a legitimate question. If it yeah. was that bad, I don't think Tyron Matthew would have dropped the tweet or deleted the tweet. I don't think he would have dropped this subject. Listen, you can say what you want about Miles Garrett. He took. I, I, the,
5: I was just gonna bring that up. Well, tell me you don't want. Tell me if the NFL film said, "Guess what? We heard the exchange between Rudolph and Garrett." Yes. But we're not going to put it out. Would you want to hear it or would you not want to hear it? Well, I think it would only be fair to hear it because yes. Miles Garrett's,
0: or, uh, Mason Rudolph's character was in question. Yes. Yes. But it, it, to me, yes, because say what you want about Miles Garrett. Now, no one heard that term on the field except for him, and there was 20 other players on the field. Right. But I bring it up. And because, referees and everything going on. Yes, there. correct. But I bring it up because say what you want about Miles Garrett. To till the day, till this day, he swears that what he says happened happened. Now he's the only one that's saying it, but right. he's saying it. Tyron Matthew. It appears as though he has dropped the subject. So if he was still saying, "Hey, Tom Brady said something so inappropriate. I'm not going to get into the details, but I have lost respect for this guy, and you would lose respect too." Or you know, it if it, 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 it was something so offensive, it was so vulgar that uh I don't know. I, I don't know what he would have to say, but to me. I just can't get worked up about it because Tyron Matthew has dropped it, Tom Brady has apologized, and everybody seems to be ready to move on.
5: But isn't it okay to talk some trash when you're playing? Is it okay to get in somebody's head? Can't, Can't you say something about somebody's sister or mother? Or is that still crossing the line? I don't know anymore,
0: you know? To me, what happens on the field largely should stay on the field. Or the court of play or the ice or whatever. It's sports. It's trash talking. Right, right, uh, right. Montrezl Harrell called Luka Doncic a you-know-what white boy, a, a B-white boy. Right, right. Um, like, uh, I mean, nobody was called I mean, I guess some people were calling for Montrezl Harrell to be suspended, but not many. Right. Um,
5: I, it, I, it's it just happens yeah. when you're in competition like that, you know? I think that's trash talk. I mean, listen,
0: you play at the Y every Wednesday. I see the bad Periscope videos. (laughs) Is there not some some four-letter words Oh, yes, there
5: is. There's a lot of colorful words. You better believe that. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been stinking genius One, we'll come back, finish out the hour, talk about some of the late games. That's next right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
5: All right, welcome back to the Farmers Insurance, Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. We're in for the guys. Jason Smith Smith and his best friend, Mike Carmen Steph Curry with 36 tonight. Let me ask you this. Who's your MVP of the NBA? Would you give it to Steph Curry? You think he's done enough to – his second leading oh, – wow. LeBron James, not even in the top ten in scoring, but I could – I can sort of see him getting some votes out there. You tell me, Torres, who, who would you give
0: it to? A lot of people are making the argument for Joel Embiid this year. What do you think and of
5: they that? They could make a story. Well, he's, what, third in scoring? He'll yep. give you 11 rebounds a game. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, he certainly will get some big votes out there. There's no doubt about that. I would
0: uh, probably right now go Steph Curry, though. To answer your question, and I'm not even a Steph Curry guy. Like I was, Mister criticize Steph Curry, but what he's doing this year is incredible.
5: Thirty points a game, second in scoring. He'll still give you six assists a game. What would his stats be like if Clay was playing? Would obviously the scoring would be a little bit down, but he'd have more assists. They'd be winning more games. What he is doing is just sheer tremendous. I, I, I'm like you. I, I always wanted to find the reason to knock the guy. But, man, he just does it game in, game out, coming off that injury. 30 points a game for a team that's not doesn't have the pizzazz that it used to have. He's just been fantastic. Has he not? Fan? He's just been great. Well, two things. One, 30 points a game
0: for a team that needs it. I mean, this isn't 30 points a game for the old Warriors where KD's awesome and Clay's awesome and Draymond's doing his thing for All-Stars and Andre Iguodala off the bench. 30 points a game where if he's not scoring every single one of those points, they're not in the playoff picture, which is where they currently are. And I know there were a lot of people, myself included, that when Clay went out for the year, oh, another rebuilding year, up oh, not going to happen. I remember, as a matter of fact, I came on radio with Dan Beyer and Mike in this time slot after the NBA draft, and I said, look, I like this James Wiseman kid, but you know, if you have some, if you have a chance to trade that pick for somebody that can help you this year, because you need all the help you can get without Clay Thompson. And so it was a conversation that we had. But I, I only bring it up because they need everything that Steph Curry is providing
5: this year. If we're going to go strictly by statistics. I would think Luca would win the MVP. He's fifth in scoring, but he's giving you 29.1. Steph is 29.9. But Luca gives you over nine assists a game, and he gives you almost nine rebounds a game. Nobody close. Giannis gives you 11.5 rebounds, but less than six assists a game. Funny, Giannis not not going to get a lot of consideration, and he still has 28 points a game. Oh, well, uh, but everybody talking about LeBron. Well, Luca for Luca. I mean, winning has to matter
0: at some point. I mean, they're thirteen and fifteen. They're out of the playoffs. Doesn't
5: Steph Curry not winning really?
0: Where would that team be without him, though?
5: Yeah, but you said winning has to be. You know, not he's getting the Bradley playoffs. Beal is Bradley Beal's the number one uh, scorer in the end. How many people are talking
0: about him as MVP? He should get a lot of consideration. Most valuable player. So they'd be instead of eight and seventeen, they'd be six and nineteen. No, you can,
5: that's I don't play that game. No, no, no. You, what are you going to tell so, me if he averaged fifty a game and they lost every game? You wouldn't give him any consideration. Don't give me that baloney. If they
0: lost every game, he's not very valuable. Well, they just have, or maybe they just have a garbage team. How about that? Well, then you're arguing, is he really that good? Or is he, I mean, he's obviously really good, averaging 50 points a game, but is is he just getting all those points because the team stinks? I mean, so, to you're me, say, so
5: you're saying you have to have a winning record or
0: a winning team to. I think Steph's value is very clear this year. They're, they would not be anywhere near the playoff picture without him. And right now, they're, you know, they're the eighth seed. And so. You know, and I think Giannis too. I think people are kind of just over like we gave this guy the the trophy two years in a row, and every the the two times that we did it, he choked in the playoffs, or his team at least didn't perform in the playoffs. And so I'm not surprised that some people are kind of out on him.
5: Yeah, You know, how about my New York Knicks looking good? They got more
0: wins than the Boston Celtics. My guy, Emmanuel Quickly, he's been on my podcast multiple times. Great kid. Really? Look at you. Yeah, I've known known Emmanuel since he was probably 15 years old. Great. He is a great kid, A++ kid. And I said when they drafted him, I said he is a gym rat. All he cares about is hoop. There's a great story where when he was at Kentucky, he met a girl, and the girl asked him for his phone number, and he said, I don't have a phone. And it was a lie, because, I don't know, maybe he just wasn't into her, but I think he's that into basketball where there's no girlfriends, there's no nothing, nothing on the side. All he does is hoop. I'm so happy to see him have success.
5: That's one of the great surprises of the NBA. How come we're not hearing much about Zion, right? Isn't he supposed to capture the NBA? He's having a good year, but we're not getting a lot of hype on him, you know? Do you think, this is my argument always with the NBA, is that we build up these
0: young guys, and then... We just move on to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, every year, Jason Tatum was the next big – and he's great. But we don't talk about him the way we did his first year or second year. Donovan Mitchell, he was great. We don't talk about him. Now it's Zion. Right now the new uh, flavor of the month is LaMelo Ball. It's the Knicks guys. Oh, it's, geez,
5: LaMelo. He's, is he incredible. in the Hall of
0: Fame yet or no? He's darn close. I mean, he's not going to – speaking of – he's got them in the playoffs right now. I think he's more valuable than Bradley Beal is. But anyway, neither here nor.
5: I can't believe what he has done. I am – I've got a great LaMelo Ball story if you want to talk about him in hour four. Yeah. In the bonus hour. Matter of fact, I want to get to that. We're going to get to the bonus hour. You want to be part of the show. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm a stinking genius one. Uh, We'll come back, talk a little bit about the Lakers. Bernie Fratto will stop by. All that's next here on Fox Sports Radio.